everybody, welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid, our final four preview, getting you ready for the two games this weekend. Uh, Tim Daniel here as always with... Ryan Lester. And Taylor Burkfeld. What's going on, y'all? It's going to be fun. We talk about... We recap the Elite Eight and the crazy round it was. We get you ready for the Final Four. And obviously we have Michigan State in the Final Four, so we give you an interview at the end of the show with Kyle Brandon. Um, on the website, we're our, cheap, our, our plugs this week. we got to get you ready for the NBA playoffs next week. It's crazy it's already next week. That is wild. Yeah, I'm not ready for it. No. i gotta get, I got to get back in full NBA mode soon. and <laughs> I'm trying. Are you going to get in Tim playoff mode? Yeah. Not like LeBron playoff mode. Zero right? dark 23. <laughs> yeah. I'll still be on my phone. Okay. <laughs> of course. You guys know I can't go anywhere without that thing. Are you going to drink wine? I always do. Okay. Sheesh. Yeah. So on our website, on 48minutesnetwork.com, we have a really cool article from Jordan Banji diving into the triple-double conundrum in the NBA right now. Um, if it's good or not for basketball, you just have to read to find out. So other than that, this week's show is fun. We dive into a lot of things, including coaching changes. Um, without further ado, here's the show. Enjoy. So we, uh, for the first time since the live pod, we've got the... Uh, the whole, all three of us here. Gang's all here. Yes, sir. Gang's all here. So, since we did bring in an additional Carolina fan in Taylor, which, welcome back to the network. Glad to be here. Great time to be a Tar Heel. <laughs> we have a new segment we're debuting. Uh, in tribute to our favorite coach, and obviously, as you guys know, since you're on the Red Network now, I have to be a Carolina fan. True. Just like you two. Yep. Uh, our honor, to honor our great god, Roy Williams. We're going to call this our Daggum Moments of the Week. So this can be a bad Daggum. This can be a good Daggum. This will be like a Daggum. That was a great shot. This will be a Daggum. What are you doing in that defense situation? We can make this whatever we want. So, Taylor, what is your Daggum Moment of the Week? 17 three-point field goals made by Auburn Tigers in the Sweet 16 game against North Carolina Tar Heels. Daggum. Daggum it. Daggum 17 it. of them. Yeah. Yeah. They were great. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. there was something. Yeah, they were... uh, Gummit for the flu virus. Um, yes. Shout out Nasir Little, Cam Johnson, Kobe White. Yep. Yeah, Gummit for one and done. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pete Kobe White. It's been, a, been emotional day for it's us. Been a rough week. <laughs> yeah. God, it hurts. Gummit Duke loss. I mean, wait, no, actually, we're that's excited about that. Yeah, oh, Dagummit. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. So, Ryan, what's your Gummit moment of the week? I, I think I'm just gonna have to piggyback off my man because I'm hurt. Don't ask me if I'm okay. I'm upset. <laughs> that's, I, that's all I got. All right. My day moment of the week is Ashton Haggins. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing, man? You're my guy. I've had your back all year. You have. And the, you, those two games you played in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight were by far your worst performances of the season. Um, I think Kentucky fans are a little psycho for wanting to get rid of you, considering you should be a senior in high school right now. But it, you got to play better next year, man. And I know you will. Don't go to the draft. He's gone. There's no way. 41st prospect. Yeah. Like, Money talks. I, I, I bet he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I if, think he's gone. if Nas reads in the draft, I guess Ashton Haggis could get drafted. Yeah? Yeah. I saw uh, Sam Vicente for the Athletic release his big board today. Nas Reed was like 49th on it. Holy cow. Preseason, he was a lottery pick. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, and then that kid from Boston College declared too. And I'm Kai like, Bowman. Yeah, and I'm like, Kai, you're not. Former North Carolina football commit. People forget that. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Cornerback. Yep. Really? Yep. And then he, we, he wanted to play football and basketball. 
We said no. He went to Boston College. Was it because he was mad he didn't get those Jordans the team sold? <laughs> Chad Surratt shouted him. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would do the same. So Same, dude. For sure. So that was our debut of the Gummit moments of the week. <laughs> I loved it. It was fun. Um, let's touch real quick on just Sweet 16 Elite Eight. I know it's been a little bit since time's passed, but the Elite Eight was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those games were great. Best one for a while. Yeah, it really was. It felt like... Because I know... A lot of people talk about like the mid two thousands, like the year Memphis went on their run. That was a fun Elite Eight. Two thousand five. Yeah, was that the Kentucky Michigan State game? Patrick that, Sparks. That was three or four. Arizona two thousand five is Arizona Illinois. Yeah, so yeah. Brown and all them. So yeah. So obviously, you know, the biggest one was Duke Michigan State, and mm-hmm. that was terrific. It was a great game. Um, we saw a few more of those RJ Barrett holes that people are talking about, where he just wants to take over the games and. He's probably not the best bet for that. I, I'm, not, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. I don't understand how a coach who has five national championships can't realize you lost the game earlier in the year in the Maui the same way. You have the most dominant player in basketball. A minute thirty, you know, Zion catches the ball, gives it back to RJ, and then just RJ drives to the lane, flings something up. Like it's just like you said, like it's the holes are, you know, are exposing themselves. So, yeah, I think the only hole I've really seen from RJ Bear that I question is basketball iq yeah not there because i think he's a great athlete i think he's going to score at a high level to the next level yep and truthfully i think he's an okay defender right now but i think he could develop into a really good defender yeah so i mean length yeah it's, i mean it's kind of funny the first time the refs have ever screwed duke out of a game because <laughs> right. three team fouls with, you know. yeah because they should have lost yeah <laughs> every round every other game that. before yeah. Yeah, uh, everything but the first round i just um I mean, yeah, it's tough. Michigan, you know, the game. I think their game really swung Michigan State's favor when you know Duke was up eleven in the first half. Michigan State closes it on thirteen zero run to go up three at half, and you can just tell. I mean, everything gets tense in the second half. But Cassius Winston hit. I mean, he had stoned big shot after Dude, big he shot. Was so good. Kenny Goins, that horn set they ran, the pick like the elevator play for going mm-hmm. to the top of the key. I mean. But I, I was literally, I mean, there's no no shock here. I don't like Duke. So when, obviously, Duke's inbounding the ball underneath the basket, like, I see the four, like the box that they have, and I'm thinking the Florida State game. Like, yeah. Cam's getting screened by O'Connell. Like, he's going to the like top of the key. And I'm like, I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, just cover Cam. <laughs> and they're at design, and I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, it worked out. But, it, I mean, it's a great game. Um, I mean. Even better they lost. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just, I'm. After I, you know, Carolina got mollywopped by Auburn, I was kind of thinking a Duke UK Final Four would be the oh. worst thing I wanted. Um, but <laughs> I think you even said that's your nightmare. Yeah, it just I watching those teams like, oh my god, god. But you know what's crazy? It's like I was out during that game. We mm-hmm. were out for my grandpa's birthday, and like everybody in the entire restaurant was rooting against Duke. Yeah, it was so yeah. weird. You either love them or hate them, and I mean, that's kind of how it is. Like yeah. they just. I don't know. I mean, them losing, just RJ going to the line, missed the first, and then intentionally makes the second one. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's hard. Bad. Yeah. That I was... mean, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna call their year a failure just because I know how hard it is to win the national title. But like, right. the whole like, I mean, yes, did Coach K underachieve with this team? I'm not gonna say yes, but I'm, they did win the ACC tournament. They right. Did have a really good record, really good year, number one overall seed. Sure, they didn't win at all, but. When you consistently, you know, get the top talent and you put yourself in this position, you your promo sights on six, you know, it's you put yourself in your you give yourself these situations when exactly. all you do is hype it up. So don't you know that like if any time you use a number for like our next championship yeah. in a promo, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Like Kentucky's like strive for nine. Like we've been striving for nine for about seven years now. <laughs> Twenty twelve. Um 
And, 38 in one hell of a year. Right. Yes. <laughs> Our viewers just click that extra the podcast. Yeah. Fuck yeah. this guy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Dude, Virginia Purdue. Oh, my God. Carson Edwards. Was that the best performance we've ever seen at college? Shut up, Brad Redford. Effort? Uh, Brad Redford said the star of the tournament would be Carson Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I fought him saying it would be DeAndre Hunter, and I was wrong. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only time I've ever – I mean, everybody always said up three – Eight seven seconds left, you know, like foul. Don't make them make them have something like that happen. And that's the only time I've ever seen a team foul, and then it did. It yeah. backfired. When he hit, that... well, do you guys do you guys like that move? By the way, like fouling when you're up up two or yeah, up I three do. foul. I Especially if... in the Michigan State game. Yeah. yeah, if you have a dangerous three point shooter that yeah. you know, like yeah. It's like Don't especially give him a chance. right, especially he was shooting to the point where it looked like he was automatic. Yeah. Oh yeah, he pulled up literally two steps over half court. Like I know <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Like literally two steps he shot, and I was like, oh my god! Like I was at work in my Twitter feed. Like I was just following oh, yeah. that way, and it was just... <laughs> when he banked in the one from on the right hat, like right corner. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're winning. It's easy. Like there's no way. It, you know, and it was like it got to the point for Matt Painter where you're like, if only you had a second guy that could score. Yeah, I mean Klein got locked up. Yeah, it's... I mean Ryan Klein was awesome in the Sweet Sixteen game. Yep. And then he was not so good in the Elite Eight game. Yeah, it happens. And then Grady Eifert was, like, lost yeah, at times yeah. on the court. Grady Eifert is certainly not the athlete his brother is. Nope. Um, which is not a dig on him by any means. Nope. Um, but, man, it what was a, just... What a play by uh, Clark for Virginia. Yeah. I mean, a tip, you, like, I mean, this has been said on every network, but a lot of people, you know, expect him to catch that, take two dribbles, shoot a half-court shot, and if it goes in, they win. But mm-hmm. threw a dime to Dikite. I know. Dikite just lobs it up there, so... That was beautiful. I skin of their teeth, but yeah, that's what happens when you lose to a sweet sixteen or to a sixteen seed. Some stuff goes your way now, so Yeah, they think they like had like all their bad luck run out, so like, all right, we got this now. Yeah. It's... And plus like I I I mean, I don't love Virginia basketball. I understand when people are like they're boring, their style yeah. of play is not that fun. It's true. Um, but I do like Kyle Guy, I do like Ty Jerome, I do like DeAndre Hunter. I'm excited for these guys to have this moment. Yeah, it's I mean, you see a team that literally was at the lowest of the lows. Like, like, like it. it obviously, last year was hilarious watching right. the 16 seed. Like, Jarius Lyles dunking all over him. It's just, <laughs> but I mean, DeAndre Hunter just, just sitting on the bench. Like, I could stop that guy. Yeah, devastation. Like, Kyle right. Guy and like Kyle Guy and Ty Durham had a great year. Like, I mean, Virginia's lost four. Like, I think it's three or four games over the last three years in the ACC. Like, the two best, or Duke. Yeah, and the like. Uh, I guess Florida State's the other one in the conference tournament. And I yeah. can't think of another one. But yeah, I mean, they deserve to get there, and I think. Like, the way the game went against Purdue, that kind of shows that, like you said, you know, they get the rap of being a boring boring offensive team. The pack line defense is hard to watch. But, I mean, they put up a lot of points. They put up 70-plus, which is a, yeah, it's like 100. That's a record for a, them. Yeah, yeah, it's like 100 for Virginia. Especially considering they scored about 40, 48, no, 52 yeah. against Oregon in the Sweet 16. Yeah, so they literally, I mean, that shows that if, they, if you want to run with them, like, that's why I think the Auburn game is going to be such a good game. We'll get to that in a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, I mean, good for Kyle Guy, good for Jerome, like, so, and DeAndre Absolutely. Hunter, so. So, Ryan, our excitement and moment of the Elite Eight. Gonzaga lost, yes. baby. Texas Love Tech Red Raiders. Chris Beard, Coach of the Year. Yeah. Taking it from Chris Mack. I'm all right with it. Yeah. Chris Mack really lost to, like, the Duke game, but let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was gone. Momentum was there. <laughs> we I tried. We tried. We did. The tweets were coming out during the Duke game. Coach of the Year. And I was like, oh, shit. shit, shit. Oh, backtrack, yeah. backtrack. Coach of the half. <laughs> and delete. <laughs> I saw that Xavier fans were, like, rooting against him. I'm like, why? Yeah. Haters. Haters. So, Jared Culver, once again. That's your guy, too. He's been awesome. Yeah. He's been so good this tournament. I think where Texas Tech's blown me away is we've known that they were – I mean, Ken Palm literally has them as the number one adjusted defense in the country. I, I, 
I forget. I think I was listening to McCollum's. He was talking about that. And uh, McCollum's podcast. Their offense is really starting to show up these last couple rounds. Yeah, I forget what it's they not were just. At. Yeah, it's not just Culver anymore. They're getting mm-hmm. scores from other guys, and you're really starting to see that. In that Gonzaga game, it kind of exposed what I've said about Gonzaga all year in the sense of yeah, they can put buckets up with anybody, but like they haven't played a really good defensive team. You know, no disrespect to Carolina. I know mm-hmm. Carolina beat them by what twelve. Yeah, but like Carolina like, wasn't that good defensively mm-hmm. in those situations. Texas was their best defensive team they played all year. They lost to them. Um, that was just because Jackson Hayes was really kind of emerging at that moment. Yeah. But this was the first time they played a true defensive team that can, like, play man, play zone. Go they can put themselves in any situation. Them. Yeah, and, like, Texas Tech threw everything at them defensively, and they couldn't. They really couldn't. They, I mean, it was a close game down the stretch, and I guess we should tell the story about that, that game because I wasn't watching, but I was texting you guys because I was keeping yeah. up with the score. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go Texas Tech with, like, five seconds to go, and Taylor goes, Tim, yeah. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. He goes, you're not watching, are you? <laughs> and he's like, nope. And I'm like, that's where it got tied. Or it was close. It had yeah. a shot to tie it. But yeah, that was... I mean, Owens played great for yeah, he uh, did. Texas Tech. I mean, they're... Shout out Chris Beard. I mean, deserving of Coach of the Year. Six years ago, he's coaching at D2 school. Then he takes over, uh, I think it was Arkansas Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Beats Purdue. And then gets like gets a Texas A&M job. Um, he actually went to UNLV. Do you remember that? He was yeah. like, supposed to be the UNLV coach. And then he went to Texas Tech. I totally forgot he was an assistant for Bobby Knight. Yeah, and then he went to, um, you know, took Texas Tech to the Elite Eight last year, lost to Villanova, who won it all, and then took Texas Tech to their first Final Four this year. So UCLA's pipe dream of getting Chris Beard is kind of just down the drain because people in Lubbock are going to pay him whatever he wants now. So, yeah, as they should. I mean, I think he truly won AP Coach of the Year on SVP last night. Oh, he's a great. I mean, yeah. Did you see I that? that? No. So SVP is like, so you're at your first Final Four, and he goes. I've been to, like, 20 Final Fours. <laughs> He's like, I just was in the hotel lobby drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> That's, shout like out. The college coaches love the Final Four. They just go yeah. up there and get turned up the entire time. So. Yeah, Brandon's up there right now. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to go. That's, so. But, yeah, I was, I'm stoked for Texas Tech. You know, Beard's had a hell of a year. Yeah. Big um, game. Well, you've been big on Culver all year, too. So. Yeah, I have. Um, I don't necessarily want the Bulls to take him. Yeah. Because they have enough of the guys that can do what he does. Yeah. But... I would like. I mean, if they do, I'm not gonna be mad. No. <laughs> as long as like Jaws off the board. Yeah. Yeah. What's he supposed to go like second right now? Yeah, right now he's second. That's dope. I would say he'll go too. I just pray to God it's not the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I was on Twitter the other day and someone was like, "Breaking Jaw declared for the draft." <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. "A word breaking? Mm-hmm. Sick breaking? Thank mm-hmm. you." Yeah. Um. Let's see what other league games did we miss. Oh yeah, I guess we can get into it. Kentucky Auburn. Man. Wah, wah. Yeah. So, what point did we know Kentucky was toast? <laughs> when it tipped. Uh, <laughs> not me. I was the opposite. When it tipped and UK's up 11 and Auburn's 3 of 400 from 3, I'm like, well, this is going to play out. Your exact like, words like, were, they're going to go 3 of 30 from 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I texted you. I was like, well, they're getting pretty close yeah. to that. So. Yeah. And, like, Auburn, Kentucky was up, like, 11, and then Auburn cut it to 4 at half. And then, I mean... Like Tim said at the beginning, it's just a really bad game for Hero and Higgins. Um, Hero got passive with the shot. Higgins couldn't stop. Um, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown had a really good game. I mean, they're so tough. Yeah, I mean Auburn rebounding, out rebounding Carolina is no surprise because right. we have no size. But no. Auburn out rebounding Kentucky is very problematic because PJ Washington and Reed Travis and Nick Richards and EJ Montgomery and whoever the hell they also want to throw out there. <laughs> Nick but. Richards played a minute. <laughs> EJ Montgomery started and played three minutes. Or I think it was like eight. Sorry, he didn't play in the second half. But uh, 
Also, EJ Montgomery committed to Auburn, decommitted from Auburn from when the FBI stuff came out, and then yeah. committed to Kentucky. Oops. So awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, Auburn. I mean, Ryan said it at the live pod. Auburn was the hottest team in the country. I thought it was a fluke. I found out firsthand it was not a fluke. <laughs> and then they, I mean, they deserve it. Harper, like, and you know, to they do hit, this without Chuma. Exactly. They hit yeah. seven threes in the game. They Harper took people off the dribble. They spaced the floor. They. Bruce Pearl is a psycho. I mean, just God, losing his shit. So sweaty as hell. Annoying. Yeah. Oh, I don't like him. I He's mean, so annoying. But they yeah. buy into what he does. I yeah. mean, he gets these players hyped up. Yeah. I mean, you you hope. I mean, I, I said this. I said this when people were talking to me if I was worried for the Auburn game, which I said I was. But, like, you know, it's different when you're hot. Like, they barely beat New Mexico State. New Mexico State's one free throw away from beating them. Then they get hot against Kansas. And I was like, oh, it's hard to be, stay hot over a week. And then they beat Carolina. And then they beat Kentucky. I'm like, oh, it's hard to stay hot over a week. And then eventually it's just like, ah, oh, this team. Well, you just expect them to not be. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. They were seventh in the preseason polls. Like yeah, seventh we or forget 11th. about that. Yeah, like, I mean, they're a very good team. Like, Xavier just, took them to overtime in Maui. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Duke yeah. uh, Duke hung, I mean, they hung with Duke in the Maui, too. Like, it's just. Yeah. yeah, and I think they lost to, like, Washington earlier in the year, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, maybe they're not as good as I thought they but are. They lost to, I mean, also a lot of teams they lost to. And then, uh, yeah, and then the, the Kentucky game in Auburn. Yeah. I was like, man, they're really good. And they lost by 27. At Rub, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, you know. That was, of course, the infamous game where Vitell and Barkley do a segment <laughs> after we made, they did a segment here doing our impersonations of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, UK fans, it's the same thing I said about Duke, it's, not a failure. It's a good year. I mean, right. Kelvin Johnson, the worst double double I think I've ever seen in a I, college basketball game. I don't even get me started on him. Him, I don't root against people, but every play he flexes, and if you don't realize it, like he just does. Like it's just the yeah. way it goes. But when he went up for that layup and got his shit pinned, and that guy stood over top of him, and I was just like, "Let's go!" <laughs> on my couch, like. But I I do like Hero um, or Hero, how the hell you gonna say it? I like yeah. PJ. I mean PJ came back and had a great year. You know, one yeah, of the he had an awesome games. game. Yeah, uh, twenty eight for being hurt. Like Reed Travis, sure. I mean he's he's there. he's a, he is a player. He's all right. Uh, I, I mean, really like Ashton Higgins. Yeah, hey, I like Higgins. Okay, he locked up Kobe this year earlier, and he's a good defensive point guard. Got a yeah. lot of heat. Um, I I mean Kentucky fans are psycho. Right, right. I just I mean I don't know next year's team. They're gonna, I think they're going to lose Kelvin. They definitely lose PJ. They definitely lose Reed. The hero's gone? Yeah, he has to be. Yeah. You just, I mean, we talked about off air that, like, it's just so much money you pass up. Like, oh, yeah. Hero was very passive in that game. He's, you know, he gets, he's on a, he's a type, he's a big guard where he can drive in the lane. Good shooter. Like, I just think there's too much at risk coming back. Like, I mean, teams late in the lottery can take, or not late, late in the first round could take him, help mm-hmm. spread the floor. Like, team like a Bucks, they, they could use a shooter like that. Like, sure. But I don't know. It's hard. I mean, kids. Some kids enjoy the college atmosphere, but he didn't have like a tournament like Divincenzo where right. Divincenzo's choice was made out for him. Like he's never going to go higher than the lottery. So it's it's one of those things. I could see him coming back if he does come back. They're sick. Yeah, they're next sick. year they're going to look good. But yeah. if he doesn't come back, then between him, Whitney, Maxie, Brooks. Yeah, but next year if he doesn't come back, like they're kind of in the same mold they've always been in, just a very athletic team. I, I don't even know how to describe this Kentucky team this year. Like. They they scored sixty against Wofford. They 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 play in the low sixties like or low seventies high sixties. Like it's like I don't understand it. It's probably his best defensive team that he's had. I feel yeah. like. At one point, I thought they were the best team in the country. They like were. I went on this show and I was like, it'd be, it, for the calendar year alone of twenty nineteen, they beat Kansas, they beat Tennessee. I was like, beat Carolina. Yeah, I was like, okay, make them the number one team in the country. There's no one playing better than them right now. 
And then, like, after I said that, it was, like, the LSU game and then the Ole Miss game where they barely win. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot, man. They beat Mississippi State in Mississippi State handedly. Yeah. I mean, they I, – I mean, I think they were a top-five team in the country. Like, they they were yeah. two-seed for a reason. I just – For sure. I I mean, you and I talked before, like, off-air, too. Like, I know every year these schools, these one-and-dones, like, keep re- – we don't re for what we don't rebuild or whatever we don't what, reload yeah, yeah reload what the hell it was they reload every year um, which is a really weird term <laughs> but you got to feel like the gap like next year's two, the 2020 draft has already looked at it as a weak draft so like yeah. i mean anthony kids... edwards and cole anthony and james wiseman one yeah. two three all right settle and then so like these schools that you know you need people to stay in uk they got the grad transfer from bucknell like they are going different routes but josh harrelson too uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. A, Kyle, Wilt- Kyle Wilter 2.0. Um, yeah. Until they run him out again. Or um, Daniel Orton 2.0. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know. Cal was very against the grad transfer, but it's funny how it, when it works out for... Just like Coach K was like, we won't do one and done here. <laughs> I'd rather have a two-star talent with a five-star heart than a five-star talent with a two-star heart. I'm like, really now? <laughs> can, we, can we talk real quick before we move on about Cal and how like all of a sudden Kentucky fans want him fired? And that's hilarious to me. I think he put that out there. Bro, listen, here's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> cue, nice. cue the music. Listen, they lose to Auburn in a game they should have won. They got out-rebounded. They yeah. like, okay, like, I'm not hitting on Kentucky. Great. Coach Kyle's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Is he overrated as a coach? No. Gets his teams there. But, it, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, the news comes out after they lose. Like, everybody's, he trusted Hagens too long. Like, he should have put quickly in. The offense was better with quickly. And then it's like, UK fans are tired of, like, the one and done, which they're getting that way. I would, I mean, I think they're getting that way, sure. but um, it is better to develop with players than to have these kids here for six months. But I e look at this final four, right? And then I think, I think he, <laughs> I swear to God, I think he put this out there <laughs> that like they want more, they expect more. The whole like Seth Davis, the, the Doug Gottlieb, yeah, like that. Like okay, UCLA asked Kentucky to speak with him, and UK granted permission. That's just weird to me. I don't think that happened. Um, I think they put. Because all these coaches have agents. They all do. And right. So they offer the agent the contract. The agent tells the coach. It's just how it works. Um, I think he put it out there that they weren't happy with him. He signs a life con- lifetime contract. So now the story isn't they lose to Auburn in the Elite Eight. And it's a, they should yeah, have been the, the Final after? Four. It, like last year, they should have beat Kansas State. And they should have beat fucking Loyola Chicago to go to the Final Four. <laughs> and this year, they should have beat an injured Auburn team to go to the Final Four. The story isn't that. The story is now UK fans appreciate their coach because he has a lifetime contract. AKA he's not leaving for UCLA. AKA he's not leaving for the Lakers job. They have him forever now. You really broke my heart on the Lakers job. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, I I like Coach Cow. He's a great ambassador for the game. He's literally entertaining. It's like we've said. No works, one sells the program. Yeah, better. he works the media. He works himself. Like his interviews are funny. Like uh, UK fans like. Tubby, like I saw the stat, it was like Tubby Smith won one title at ten years at Kentucky. Cal's won one ten or one title at ten years so far. And I'm like, listen, like Tubby took over Patino's team. Was, right, should have won two, ninety seven and ninety eight. But yeah, um, just <laughs> Coach Cal is what it is. Like, okay, I, the five years where North Carolina struggled with recruiting, I'll take those classes every year. So please and thank you. But they'll be fine. They'll reload. Every team will. So. Yeah. So, do you that, guys? Is that, is that two cow rants? Uh, and that was talking cow. Oh yeah, because I had one last week. He went yeah. in. But I, I was, I realized I was a little too harsh because yeah. I, I, I went back and I was like, okay, I, I got on him for not making as many, as, for not winning as many titles, and I was like, that's really wrong of me because it's like no one else has played in seven elite eights in ten years. Yeah. No one else. He's been the four final fours. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Say what you will about five minutes ago in the game as a three point game. <laughs> 
what he's going to do. Yeah. He's going to mess it up. So, like, He'll let's there. let's think. How many should he, like, really have in Kentucky? So, the 38 no team should have won. Uh, you yes. think? <laughs> so, there's two. Uh, yeah, start Devin Booker. Um, The whole game they lost to Connecticut, the Shabazz Napier game. They were an eight seed, though. They were... Connecticut was a nine. I know. It's hard. They were better than... Oh, well, no, Connecticut was a seven. Yeah. Because Connecticut wore the home, home white yep. jersey that game. I thought they were better than them. They just, again... Typical Calipari team fashion, missed free throws down the stretch. Yeah. And last three minutes of the game, Julius Randle doesn't touch the ball. So I'd say I say he should have three. I do too. Twenty ten. You don't lose with Booker or even sorry, with you don't wall, lose with Bledsoe. Wall, Bledsoe, Boogie, Patterson. You just don't lose. Right. Crazy part is if Jody Meeks came back for school, that team probably yeah. would have I mean been nasty. I've always heard he pushed him out. I've always heard he told him not to. I come mean, back. he wasn't his player, it's just one of those right. things like he probably promised somebody a starting spot. Like but that. yeah, probably Bledsoe. <laughs> and you know, right now that's looking good. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, 2010, you don't lose West Virginia. It's 7 of 400 from 3. Darnell Dotson's your, your best three-point shooter yeah. in that game. Um, like. And then 2015, obviously 2012, and they won it all. It was a good yeah, team. Yeah, that was awesome. 2015, sure. Um, yeah, you don't – Wisconsin, you don't start the Harrison wins. You don't feed the ball to freaking Carl Anthony Downs. You don't miss 10 fucking free throws and you lose by 8. Yeah. How many times, like, I, I, I said this to you guys, I was like, I want to go back and look at all the times that they got eliminated since he's been there. Yeah. And, like, see how close they lost and how many free throws they missed. Yeah. I'm not saying that's causing them the game every time, but it's starting well, to be... it a, always correlates back to it. It does. Yeah. I mean, if you think about last... I mean, I bring up the Kansas State game all the time. They lost by three. Yeah. P.J. Washington missed nine free throws. Yeah. Now, I will say, I'll give P.J. props in that game for he was the only one in there banging with those dudes, getting yeah. rebounds. Mm-hmm. But, like... Hack of PJ was in full effect that game. Yeah. Right. Sunday. They missed nine free throws. They had okay, here's a stat. They had how many points do you think they got from the free throw line and the three point line in the second half? Total. Twelve. <laughs> no. Four? One point. They had they made zero threes in the second half and made one free throw in the second half. Really? Yeah. I did not even notice that. One point. I mean you can't win games like that. No. It's just And no, like like I said, I I mean I criticize Kentucky, so I will backtrack on like the Carolina bias on that as well. Like obviously, other than 2016 and 2017, where we lost in the finals and won the national championship, you know the years before that we made it to, like a Sweet 16, lost in the second round. So like we had struggles as well. And obviously, Kentucky made it pretty far every year. The only year they haven't made it far was 2016 when they lost to Indiana in the second round. But Cal gets him there. It's just it's his own. I mean, kryptonite. Some people get there and win it all, and some people don't. But I don't think. I mean, if if Cal were to leave. You hire Billy Donovan back and hope you. I mean, you know what I mean. What do you? What does UK fans want? I don't know. So, I think he'll be at Kentucky obviously the rest of his life. Um, I don't really know how much longer that is, but he doesn't really seem like a guy who stays like K and he's right. still dying on the sideline. So, I looked out of curiosity to see how close he was, like Adolf Rupp's, Adolf Rupp's win record. He's got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Rupp's got like what eight hundred, eight eight twenty or something like yeah, that. That's ridiculous. It was Coach Kentucky when they were in the Southern Conference. Yeah, it's like oh, K, it's like K Knight Rub. Wouldn't. Yeah. You want to touch on anything on Cal before we move on? Well, somebody made a good point. Do you think that like these lifetime deals are going to be something that's more frequent now? Like, yeah. does Izzo get something like that? Well, does... uh, I don't know. Royce on an eight-year extension. I don't really know how much. I mean, that's his lifetime. I don't. That's, that's what I'm saying. Jim Beheim. I think he just your accidentally got one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're Syracuse, how are you not looking at Mike Hopkins being like? Should be the guy. <laughs> like, yeah, should be the coach. The last ten years, Mike Bray's basically got one at Notre Dame just because he's comfortable there. He's yeah. like, you know, I can if I go to an elite eight every four or five years, I'm fine. Yeah. And like, he's done that. Right. Yeah, he's had so many teams that should have been. I mean, that, the team that lost to Kentucky. That's a great team. I know we just said Kentucky that you should have won the title. Yeah, 
but Notre Dame should have beat them. Yeah, I mean, they were a three-pointer. That... Jaron Grant was fantastic that game. Yeah, Connaughton was good. Yeah. You know, they were, I mean, that was a tough team. So. It was. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, there's been a lot of coaching moving arounds this week. Um, first off, let's shout out to Fred Hoiberg. Go Huskers. Yeah. You see that video of him? Him. That's the most. This is the funny thing. Stone face holding the phone up. Hey, Husker fans. Uh-huh. This is Brad. This is Fred. Fred. <laughs> Go Huskers. Yeah. Go Big Red. All right, buddy. You killed it. It's good but, for recruiting. Yeah. Dude, so, which is so yeah. funny because, like, he did Zach Lowe's podcast. His so right before he got fired with the Bulls. He does Lowe's podcast, and they asked him about college. He's like, I hated recruiting. I hated it. And I'm like, mm. And then bag. I was like, oh, Nebraska's an athletic school. An idea school, we're fine. Bags. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a bag, so. Yeah, yep. bags. So I don't know how that's going to transcribe. I think he'll do okay there, you know. If he wins a tournament game, yeah. he's probably going to get a lifetime contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Chris Collins at uh, Northwestern. Yeah. Making a tournament win that game is <laughs> – he He's a god. He's yeah. gonna get a statue, right? Um, yeah, I mean that's a good hire. I think it's. I mean, Tim Miles is just. I mean, he had good recruits, but he could never put anything in. Obviously, that school spent a lot of money on coaches, Scott Frost and Fred Woodberg. So, I mean, yeah. it's just, and they're looking to be in that next phase of it now. So, right for sure. Um, Buzz, Buzz, yeah. yeah. Is that the most like worst kept secret in college basketball besides right. Cole Anthony? Uh, right, uh, I think <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, he's from Texas. It's kind of. It's just one of those. As soon as Billy Kennedy got fired, like it was like they're going after Buzz. That's their primary target, and then I, you never heard another thing about interviews. So it was like, ah, well. I feel like we heard that in the off season. All right, got their guy. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's kind of. It's like. I mean, I, I, I think that that's a great hire for them. Buzz it gets is. to go to a conference that he has a better chance of winning at. I think he's a great coach. I mean, he's always. I mean, a good guy. Like I've met him before. He's a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he wants to go back home. I get it. It's Virginia Tech, Blacksburg, you know, Texas. It's kind of. Yeah, no brainer for me. So, Virginia Tech's a pretty interesting opening. Wojo, that's why I think I'll get it. Wojo or uh, who's I mean, they have Mick Cronin, but he ain't leaving. Well, their ADs, UC's old AD. Ooh, yeah, it might be a, you know, it might help Mick out try to get more money. Right by just interviewing him and saying we're gonna get you more money with this. Speaking of more money, Jamie Dixon is that official? No, yeah. <laughs> just... He said so. Apparently, for those who are like, what the hell were we talking about? Um, Jamie Dixon. Apparently has agreed to terms to be the head coach at UCLA to take over the job. Can't blame him. Um, but he has an eight million dollar buyout in his contract with Texas with TCU, and TCU is not lowering their price, and UCLA is trying to get them to lower their price. Which means McCronin is still on the table to potentially be the head coach. At I UCLA. don't see it. There's no way. There's, There's no, no way, way he fits out there. There's no way he will go out there. Like I just don't. Like he's a Cincinnati guy. That's like, not who you want to <laughs> rebuild. <laughs> That's not how you program. sell the program. <laughs> no, no, it's just. I mean, he's from Cincinnati. Like he's got the job he wants. Like, I mean, yes, UCLA is a blue blood, blue blood program, top ten program. Like they offer you go, but I mean, who? Who thinks that's a good idea on their side and on his idea? So right, not appealing to me. Yeah. When he like tries to fight a player at USC, like that's not going to go well. No. So yeah, he tries to fight Kevin Porter Jr. or somebody, and yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> It's a wrap. For the record, JP would beat him in a fight. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, any other coaching jobs? Arkansas is uh, open. Arkansas is open. Kelvin oh. Sampson signed back with Houston. Yeah, that. they said he, that he was rumored to go to Arkansas. Yeah. 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 Um, Nate Oates. Nate Oates uh, goes to Alabama. Yeah. We covered that a little bit last week yeah, when okay. you were gone. Um, 
But yeah, I think overall it's been pretty calm. John Brandon's still at Northern Kentucky, thank God. What's up? Yeah, so I think he'll be there at least another year. Yes, sir. They're going to be good again next year. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of kids coming back. And the kids they have coming out are pretty good, too. Yeah. So I'm just happy John's back. I'm trying to get John to be on the show this summer That'd so we cool. can talk with him. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a fun interview, so be a fun one there. Um, declarations. So we're seeing some guys put their names in the hat. Hey, did you guys know that John Moran entered the NBA draft? Breaking what? News. What? Breaking yes. news. Crazy. We can just pass over a couple players who declared too. Yeah, yeah. Fine with that. I think I think Kobe White might go in the top ten. Come on, dude. I think he might. I think he should. I Second mean, best guard. Yeah, this is a rough draft, yeah, and he's is. really good. He's better than Garland. If a team takes Darius Garland over Kobe White, I'll riot. I know. Not to mention <laughs> he has riot. like college film of yeah. to look at, <laughs> so he can play. I'll riot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was looking at who was it? I was looking at Sam Vicenny's big board today on The Athletic, which is pretty interesting. Weirdly enough, he had Najee Marshall at 95, and I was like, if Najee declared, he'd be way higher than 95. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it. <laughs> um, but he had Brian Bowen on his board at 74. From Australia. Yeah. I feel, like, so bad for that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Treatment Waters, uh, quite for the draft. Miles Powell. Yeah. Which... I wonder if Miles. I think Miles Powell has the potential, the possibility to get drafted. I think he should. He's got one. I mean, he can come back. I mean, yeah, he didn't new, hire an agent. The new. I mean, even if you hire an agent, you can come back. Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. The new rules are so weird. It's just. Yeah, and I mean, he's a, like he was in a pretty decent Big East point guard class this year with yeah. guys like Shimori, guys like Marcus Howard. Um, I love. I mean, I talk about Marcus Howard all the time on this show this year. He was terrific. Yeah. Has he declared yet? Or. Uh, I think he's a senior. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah. Yeah. So he'll. I'd be. He'll. I could see him going in the second round somewhere. Yeah. Carson Edwards is going to probably go in the second uh, round. Yeah. That tournament round, he's gone. Yeah. Um, the Duke freshman haven't declared yet, but they will. I mean, what the hell are they waiting on? PJ Washington hasn't declared do yet. Huh? Are they going to declare together? Yeah. Like the UK press conference. Yeah. They're going to like hold the Hawks hostage and be like, "Trade, <laughs> put us together. You have those two picks." <laughs> That'd be dope. That I don't know. I mean, awesome. that'd be dope. Nobody, there's always one or two people who come back and it like it's surprising. There hasn't been that one yet. I mean, yeah. With the new rules, I think they're all going to declare good, get their workouts in, and then come back if that's the case. But did any of the Gonzaga guys declare yet? Mm, no, I don't think so. I know, I know, Rui's a senior. I think yeah. Rui's a senior. Junior, yeah. I thought, or, I, no, he is a junior, yeah. right? But he'll, I think he'll leave. Killian Tilly, I don't think he's declared yet. No. Brandon Clark's gone. He's going to go top ten. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't know. I just. It'll be interesting. Um, Nasri, Tremont Waters. Yeah. I think all the LSU kids are getting out of Dodge. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> what, what makes you think yeah, that? I don't know. Maybe bags dropping. Yeah. <laughs> bags dropping, getting a little too serious. Yep. Yeah. Whoops. Um, it's so. real. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's that kid from D2 that I declared for the draft, and I was like, huh? Who? Literally, there's this kid who plays Division Two. He's like a junior. <laughs> he put his name in the card for the NBA draft. I can't remember his name now, but it's like. Shoot or shoot, baby. Yeah, shoot or shoot, man. Yeah. Yes, one good man. combine. Good right. Yeah. The transfer portal is obviously getting very full right now, too. Yeah. Kira Lewis from Alabama is probably the top target right now. Duke's all over him. Yeah. Oof. Beetle Bolden probably. Beetle Bolden still hasn't said anything about where he's going. He no. took an official to Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Yeah. 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 I think he'll buy it. And then the other kid from West Virginia from Cincinnati, he went um, to a smaller D1 school because huh. he's going to play right away. Uh, God, what the hell's his name? Drawing a blank. Yep. Very much. He he plays it, you know. Yeah, he plays basketball at West Virginia. Yes. So. 
you know there. Best grad transfers was the kid from Bucknell that's going to Kentucky, and then Ray John Tucker from Arkansas Little Rock. He averaged like 20 a game. He's, he's unreal. Yep. He's he a, is really good. Yeah, he's kind of athletic. Carolina's all over him. He's like, he took his first, he scheduled his first official visit next weekend to West Virginia, but it's going to come down to like uh, UNC, West Virginia, and Kansas. I think we'll come to Carolina. He's from Charlotte. We recruited him out of high school. He went to Florida Gulf Coast because we signed Justin Jackson, so it's kind of a... How dare you not mention Jason Carter from OU going to Xavier? Oh, sorry. Come oh, on. yeah, he did. I saw that. Yeah. It's a big pickup. Yeah, 19 points a game for OU last yeah. year. Yes, sir. Shout Back out attack, to... baby. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, somehow he has two years of eligibility as a grad transfer. Uh, Cam Johnson had the same thing. Yeah. Did Cam play two years at Carolina? Yep. Mm-hmm. Last year and this year. Man. I just know he came on the scene this year. I'm a bad Carolina fan, guys. Sorry, get with it. He, I think he'll go late first round. I think he will too. He, he was awesome. Six eight guarding shoot like yeah. ACC tournament on. He was spectacular. He'll, he'll fall to like Golden State or something. Crazy. <laughs> right. That'd be awesome. I saw somewhere someone said like Carson Edwards was going to go to the Warriors, and I was like, Nah, we don't. <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah. You got Steph for 40 minutes, and then you bring him in for six 10. just to go hit a couple yeah. threes yeah. and sit back down. Yikes! Rip a couple off, and they still have Cook too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that point guard depth would be sick. Yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Did you see that Steph's getting his contacts or whatever? <laughs> now he can see? Yeah. Now he can see. Yeah. Right. Kyle Kuzma's now like, you're all in big. He's like, that's like adding a scope to a gun. <laughs> big trouble. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Who so, wins the national title? Let's get to the final four. Auburn. Let's talk about that real quick. War damn evil. Pick War? one mascot. Dan Eagle. Yeah, come on. Are you guys Tigers? Are you guys Eagles? Are you guys Barclays? Explain yeah. this to me, you bum. <laughs> Barclays. It was awesome seeing Charles get like emotional yeah. and happy for him. Yeah. I mean, after they beat Carolina, I was not happy, but was Kenny pissed. Smith, you just see Kenny just sitting there like, <laughs> damn it. Like, he just... Well, he wore his damn jersey. Yeah. They didn't even, like, they did the whole setup for him. Yeah. And, like, we don't need that. No. That's bad juju. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kenny runs off the set, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to go downhill quick. Yeah. And it did. It did. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this Auburn Virginia game that really excites me. We talked a lot about the pack line defense, how Virginia runs it, how it's not pretty, how it sucks. I don't really think they can play that for, for like a long period of time in this game because the way Auburn shoots threes, all the shooters they have. I know there is no Kiki, obviously, to kind of help them spread the floor. But I mean, between the two guards, between Harper and Brown, you know. If, they play back on those guys. They're going to spray. That's the scary the thing. thing is, is this the game that Auburn goes cold? Yeah. Right, it's because possible. Of the defense. And it's over if they go cold. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, look at last year when they lost to UMBC. They went full panic mode when Jarris Lyles and them put them up like 12 to 15 points. Mm-hmm. So you look at you look at if Auburn gets hot, you know, starts leaking out fast breaks, gets offensive rebounds, kicks them out for threes. If, you know, Auburn put, gets up nine to ten points, does Virginia, like Tim said, like do they revert on their pack line defense and do they start going, you know, you know they start panicking and everything. Yeah. So Because, I mean, Virginia's offense is really good when they control the tempo and yeah. they, control the, like, they control what they want to control. But when they're playing behind and have to run and gun, it gets a little out of hand. But When Ty Jerome is putting, like, dime passes to people, yeah. it's like – yeah, they're tough. I mean, DeAndre Hunter has had a really bad tournament. He has. Like, he is not a good. Kyle Guy had a really bad first and second round, but he responded well in the Elite Eight. He was mm-hmm. balled out against Carson Edwards. So. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Anthony McLemore has got to be the guy for Auburn to step up here. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be the guy that guards DeAndre Hunter. He's going to be the guy that has to follow him around. No, Kiki, DeAndre Hunter matchup would have been awesome. It would have been great. Yeah, Hunter, I mean, Kiki played the best of anybody in that game against Carolina. So. And Bruce Pearl, say what you will about him, he's been 
making this run on out coaching his opponents. Yeah, I... this is gonna be a hard guy to out coach. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's granted, good. he out coached Bill Self, mm-hmm. Roy Williams, and John Calipari. Well, I mean, what a crazy run too. Yeah, like, for sure. You know? I mean, he's done a phenomenal coaching job. This he year. has. He's a good coach. Yeah. He's just not a good dude. God, he's so extra. Yeah. He's like fake crying. Oh, yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Like, he was not – for them to be like, yeah, you know, Jared Harper had this great game. You guys are now without Chuma. Chuma's the best player on the court. It's like, what? what? Yeah. That was just weird. Like – It felt weird. Yeah, it didn't feel comforting. <laughs> so – my one, my worry about Auburn in this game, besides obviously the talent level of Virginia, is will they be deep enough? Yeah. You know what I mean? Virginia's got eight guys they can play that you can trust. Auburn right now probably has, if you count Wiley, six. Six or seven. And I don't really know how much I trust Wiley. I think Wiley's okay. Right. But when, you know, he's got the situations he's in, um, you know, friggin' Horace Spencer was terrible against Kentucky. And that's another guy who's going to get a lot of minutes now that... Yeah, they're out, they're out Chuma. So that sucks too. Yeah. But they're playing inspired basketball though, so you never know. They are. On the other end, Taylor. Sure. What about Virginia? Besides obviously experience, talent level, you know, everything that has to do with basketball <laughs> should concern Auburn. What about Virginia? Um I don't know, I just feel like Auburn's guards um defensively aren't as locked in as they are on offense right. and Virginia will run the same set three or four times up and down the court um, and get you tired off. And then when you start cheating off the, you know, the elevator screen, they hit you with a backdoor cut and that's when they get you on easy points. Um, I mean, you got to lock in for 40 minutes against Virginia. kind of just, they run, like I said, they run the same set and they wear you out and tire you out. So it's yeah. just staying mentally and physically prepared against them. would be kind of the hardest thing, but, I mean, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think Auburn, you know, some teams when they get to the Final Four, like Loyola last year, they get there and they're like, oh, we're just happy to be yeah, here. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, right. And then they get beat by 100. And then they're like, ah, oh, that's what's supposed like, to Well, you know, no one expected us to be Right. So. And I think Auburn's, now they're like over that hump. Like, well, they expect us to be here now, so. I mean, Ken Palm has them as the 11th team in the country. Right. And they, and... they preseason they were. So it's yeah. not like it's, I mean, they were five seed. They had a rough January and February, but it got hot when it matters. So. Yeah, their offensive efficiency right now is sixth in the country. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So Auburn plays though, like if you look at, they play the lineup of Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, Samir Dottie, Anthony McLemore, and now in this case Austin Wiley or Daniel Purifoy. Yeah. Like thirty-two forty minutes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you can't do that this game. Yeah. So somebody's I don't know. Got to step up. So. Right. They're gonna need someone to step Either up. Either somebody's got to be really unconscious for. Like, they need Malik Dunbar. Right. This has got to be Malik Dunbar's game. Right. And I don't know if he has that in him. I don't know. It's not against that defense. Big stage to ask for that from, but right, make a name for yourself. So Lord knows they'll be they'll be hyped. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna come play. Yeah. But you know, Virginia is that team that if it's like the the second media timeout and it's twenty three to eleven, and Virginia's in the lead. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna spray like you did no. against Carolina, Kentucky again. You're just not. Not not this deep into it. No. So Ken Palm has Virginia winning 70-64. 70-64. What's the spread, do you know, Taylor? I'll look that up real quick. Um, it is Virginia minus five and a half. Five and a half. So Ken Palm has Virginia covering. I think Virginia wins, but I think they win by three. I think Auburn's going to fight. I think Auburn's going to play, 
and it's going to come down to the experience of this Over under is 131 and a half. Under. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> all it takes is three minutes of bad shooting from Robert right. and it's over. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, what do you guys think? I'll take Virginia. I'm still going with Auburn. Are you? You're going to keep yeah. riding it till till. Yeah. Till I dig it. Off. I respect it. I'll say I'll, Virginia covers. So I'll say that one by like eight or nine. Okay. Yeah. Texas Tech, Michigan State. Honestly, I'm stoked for this game. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, I want to say, shout out to you for being on Michigan State's team the whole year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you. Even after they lost it. I thought they were dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which, later on this episode, you'll have my interview with Kyle Brandon. Yeah. Right? We talk about Michigan State. Yeah. And he's stoked. I'm sure you can imagine. Should yeah. be. Yeah. Should be. So, here's where this game is really fun for me. This is that... Cassius Winston, Jerry Culver situation where Culver's been playing like a Penny Hardaway type point guard late for his height and everything. Um, Cassius Winston kind of going against a guy bigger and stronger and faster than him. How does he change his game up a little bit in this game? I think he's just going to stick with what he does. I agree. Do you, yeah, so do you think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a bucket. He is very much. <laughs> I mean, these two guys right now both have a case for most outstanding point in the tournament with Carson Edwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Right now, I still think Edwards wins it at this moment, even though they're not playing anymore. Cassius just rises up. You know, he plays he plays to his competition and exceeds it. I feel like. Yeah, and Xavier Tillman has been really good. Mm-hmm. Matt McQuaid has been. Su- Matt McQuaid made the two most athletic plays in the Duke game. <laughs> that dunk was nasty. No. Uh, yeah. That no look layup. I don't know how that went in, but it's like <laughs> shut no out of all people. Yeah, Matt McQuaid. So. But really, this game is about what can they get from Aaron Henry? You know, what can they get from Brown? What can they get I mean, from Gabe Brown? What can they get from Kenny Goins? Yeah. yeah, like, they're going to need a lot of that. Um, Texas Tech is so long. Mm-hmm. They're so good defensively. Michigan State has really excelled these past few months from the perimeter. And they're not going to be able to do that in this game. It's going to be a really high-paced game, I feel like. Yeah. Right now, they're... Th- Shooting thirty eight percent from three, the for the like the past bit. Um, they're really here's the one interesting thing about Michigan State. Ken Palm told us their defensive stats. They are second in the country at opponent defensive two point percentage. So, pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean Texas Tech isn't really a three point shooting team either, so it's right kind of plays it into their hand. It does. Um, I think Michigan State is a magic is obviously back. Mm-hmm. He's Mr. March again until yeah. next year. That stat about like he's taken what twenty three recruiting you, classes. If you're a four year senior, you'll go to at least one Final Four, and it just it stays true. It just That's he went twenty fifteen. That was the last time he went. That's they went insane. as a seven seed. They beat. Uh, funny part is they went as a seven seed uh, with like Brian Forbes and all that. Like they went that year, and they then lost Wisconsin. <laughs> no, they lost Duke. Duke, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they get, um, you know, they get Miles Bridges, and they're an eight seed. And then they get Jaron Jackson and Miles Bridges, and they're a three seed. And Cassius Winston, and they don't make it. But then they make it this year because they're two, like just shows you. I mean, he. This is a very bad year for my take of the year that Tom Izzo is the most overrated coach in basketball. So <laughs> I'm gonna own that one right now. I mean, just it. He does make a lot of Final Fours. Dean Smith made 300 Final Fours, only had two titles. So it, it does happen. It just shows how hard it is to win. But nope. I mean, I said. I said he was overrated, and I'm kind of backtracking on that now because Jesus had a good team all year, mm-hmm. had him bought in. They always go through that little mid-season crisis they always go through, but, um, I mean, they're locked in now. So. With all the injuries, too. Right, I right. Know. I mean, 
Nick surprised. Ward's literally out there playing with a broken hand. Yeah, he can't, he can't <laughs> catch the ball like, cr- like cradles it when he catches it every time. So. Yeah, it's crazy. That, that's going to come into play at some point. Right, yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, the thing on the other end of it is, I don't know if Texas Tech's offense can consistently play with Michigan State the way they're playing right now. Right. But if they get something from Matt Mooney, if yeah. they get something from Tariq Owens, this game is nuts. Yeah, I think it's going to be the best game. Obviously, I think Auburn and Virginia will be good, but I think this is a game that's the... It's the reason it's the second game of the night. It's supposed to be the... Yeah, agreed. So... Spreads two and a half, Michigan State. Over under 132. Wow. I mean, they're two decent defensive teams. Texas Tech's obviously the best defensive team in the country. Yep. But I can imagine someone getting to the point where... If this is like a 70 to... I can't see this being like a 70 to 64 game. You can? I can't. No, me neither. I, I cannot. You know, so it, I, I will take the under on that one. I'm going conservative. Which means we'll get like... Virginia, Texas Tech, and the National Championship. Two great defensive teams. It'll be an NBA game. Yeah. <laughs> like 99 and 94. Mm-hmm. Like double overtime. Mm-hmm. I would lose my brain. <laughs> I think I'm taking Michigan State. I'm taking Michigan State. Um, Ken Palm is also taking Michigan Michigan State by the score of 67 to 66. Oh, so the under would not. Ooh, it would it would cover. Oh, it would cover. That'd no, be 130, right? 67, no, yeah, 67, 66. That'd be 133. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's why the biggest, they look at the same numbers we look at, so. Yeah. God love. Yeah. God love Ken Palm for telling me everything I need to know right now. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, their defense is stylish. Like, they play man majority of the game. They, so, we both have, we both have, what, Auburn, or Virginia, Michigan State, or, well, you have Auburn, Michigan State, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who wins it all, then? I think Michigan State. I think Michigan State. I'll go Virginia. ACC. <laughs> yeah. Stand up. No, I, I, I think it's Michigan State. I really do. I mean, they're bigs, or. Things stretch the floor, and this is, I mean, it's a very good college team, so. Yeah, I would love to go back and look at, because I know Michigan State started the year as, like, number 10 in the country. I'd love to go back and see what these four times, like, national championship odds were at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I know Virginia had decent ones because they were pre- yeah. preseason pretty high, but obviously Duke and Kentucky were, like, the two best bets. And then I think Carolina was, like, seventh in the country. Kansas was the, the best bet. Yeah, Kansas was number one in the country. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about overrated coaches. <laughs> Woof. Man. Next Bulls coach. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. We really like Big 12 coaches. Right. Yeah. I think you're Yeah, you're probably right. So. Cole Anthony updates? Uh, Yeah, update. He is not committing on April 20th now. Really? Late April. So. I feel like he's just... Okay, what's Kobe he wants, White? He wants to be the last uncommitted prospect in the country and then commit. He says it's because he wants to see how the rosters are going to shake up. Okay, well, you know who's leaving Carolina. You know, I, I mean, it's all announced. Our seniors are gone. Nas and Kobe are gone. Oregon's going to lose Bull. They're going to lose Wooten. They're going to lose Lewis King, probably. Yeah. And they might come back, but they had a really good tournament, so. He wants to play with John Mooney really bad at Notre Dame. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. That's where he's going. No, I mean, everybody's saying, like, he wasn't going to commit to Carolina because, you know, Kobe White, because he didn't want to play off the ball. A, Kobe would have played the two. They played on the... United States under eighteen team where Cole ran the one, Kobe ran the two. Right. And B, if he's if that's the case, he's not going to Oregon because Peyton Pritchard's going to be there. And why the hell is he going to go play point guard with Peyton Pritchard? Right. Exactly. If why he doesn't come to North Carolina, twice he to go to Notre Dame. I am in deep, deep shit because I've guaranteed <laughs> a lot of stuff. So I'll be very upset. Are there Vegas odds on him going to Carolina yet? No, I don't like, think that's legal. Can, right, can you right? do that? Yeah. So I saw that today. Someone put this thing up, and I quote tweeted it where it's like and people like I guess took it the wrong way yeah because people were like well no this draft just sucks where it was like the the draft like lottery meme like you have 15 bucks to put together your all college team and I was like huh 
a lot of these guys haven't declared for the draft yet. Yeah. Weird. Right. And like people are like, no, this draft just sucks. And I'm like, yeah. you guys don't understand yeah. what I'm saying. You, you don't get the joke, Jeremy. <laughs> right. right. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I get it. The latest, the recruiting news is Trinan Watford, uh, brother of Christian Watford, the old Indiana player. He's committing April 20th. He's down to Memphis, Alabama, LSU, Indiana, and then recently Duke has been in. He's going to a visit this weekend to Duke. Um, so he's going to Duke? Mm, I don't think so. I think he'll go to either Alabama because that's Avery Johnson was on him hard, but then Nate Oates prioritized him, or I think he goes to Memphis. Dude, he's, was he on Penny's AAU team? Mm-mm. Okay, so he's not going to Memphis. Maybe. <laughs> Indiana, no, just because his brother went there. I don't think anything's connection there. Uh, Matt, the brotherhood? Huh? Brotherhood? Please. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Hurt, speaking of the Brotherhood, April 19th, power forward out of Minnesota. He's down to Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and Carolina. And there's basically no traction with Carolina. UK getting the transfer from Bucknell kind of tells you everything they need to know. They're probably not going to get him. Right. So he's going to Duke. I mean, that's what all the insiders are saying, him going to Duke. Um, then Cassius Stanley, the point guard out of California, he's down to Kansas, Oregon, and UCLA. He commits April 17th, so I think that's why Cole might want to delay his decision, because if Stanley gives to Oregon, then it's a done deal. Well, we're at, no, who are we at? Jaden McDaniels isn't committed yet. No, he's he's probably going to go to Washington or UK. I think it's Washington. Yeah. I, I, you already said Matthew Hurt. Yep. And then Precious Chumwa, who I think is, was it Connecticut at this point? Connecticut or bust? Connecticut, St. John's, Kansas, or Carolina. It's a weird recruitment. That is a weird recruitment. All the insiders on the, my places I get my information are saying it's just not a typical recruitment North Carolina wins. So that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. I just wish that Penny would get, like, a guard. Like, that'd be cool. So what, next year's Wiseman, Jeffries, Jeffries, and probably Watford? Yeah. Yeah, they don't have that. Jeremiah Martin's leaving this year, so he doesn't have a guard. That him next year. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> God, God. Yeah, they're, they're going to be, they might be the odds-on favorite to win the American next year. Mm, yeah, them are eight. Them are UCF. Yeah, and Dawkins still there. Uh, they lost BJ Taylor. It's a tough loss, and lost Taco. I know. Damn Taco, man. Taco. So it'll be interesting. It is going to be interesting for sure. Okay, here's my other re- re- recruiting question of the day. Why is Romeo Weems going to? Is it DePaul? Right. Or... Um. It's DePaul. Yeah. He's the fiftieth player in the country. Mm-hmm. Wants to pave his own way. I watched at the Paul team this year, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have a great bench, so. I was going to say, the best part of their team is Zionis, <laughs> Pendel Zionitis. It was between DePaul and Michigan State. <laughs> and, like, Izzo visited him twice. Wow. Izzo was, like, one of his games. There's going to be a scandal next year. <laughs> Money talks. <laughs> yeah. Bag, 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 bag. Right. Well, they Nike? They are. Ooh. Yeah. It's starting. It is. So. Which brings us to, um, I know we're going to touch a little bit on, we've been talking about what we're going to do during the off season since the season ends Monday. First off, I won't be here next week, so Ryan and Taylor will be joined by Kyle to talk, uh, be talking about the National Championship recap. Um, I believe that's either going to be Monday or Tuesday, so we'll have that up at the latest Wednesday. Um, and then we uh, are going to be doing a few different things. We're going to keep you updated on recruiting. The trials are still going on. And we're also going to be doing our own big board. So we're going to be getting that out and kind of breaking that down. Yeah, we dropped the ball on that. <laughs> yeah. There was so much shit going on this season. It was. And then I'm really excited about here and there we're going to do some classic games. We're going to go back and watch them because the NCAA On Demand YouTube account is the best account in the universe. Shout out. 
So I guess the first game's got to be the Carolina Michigan game, right? That's got to be where we start. I mean, I'm down. The Chris Weber timeout game. I'm down. The one he walked before you call the timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where we start? Sure. Yeah. Do we do it with Woody Durham calling the play? Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Got to. Right. Right. Yeah. Got to pay homage to the Carolina greats. Yes. So we're excited for that. It's going to be a little thing just to kind of keep some keep some ad coming up. We had a the whole network itself, Forty Minutes Network, had a great month, but at large bid really kicked ass in downloads this month. Not just having the live show, but just constant updates in the tournament. You guys were really great following along with us, and we're really appreciative. We're excited Taylor's back on board full-time. Yes, sir. Welcome back, buddy. Yes, sir. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be getting you ready again for the college basketball season. And obviously draft prep is most important. Um, mock draft episode will always be there the week for the draft like we always do. So before we get out of here, um, we do have I do have an interview with Shot Caller host Kyle Brandon, our resident Michigan State fan. So tune into that as it ends the show. It's like about 20 minutes, and he's stoked, as you can imagine, the Spartans have a shot at playing for the national title. Um, he is calling it they will win it all, which I don't blame him a bit. <laughs> um, so check it out, guys. And otherwise, enjoy the Final Four. I can't wait to be back talking with you guys. Yes, sir. See you guys. See ya. Bro, look at this picture. Taking... <laughs> They're the best. They are. Titus is the best. Oh, people always forget that Titus is like 6'4". And... All right, on the line with us from Shot Collar's fame... Our resident Michigan State fan, Kyle Brandon. What's up, man? I'm here. My team is in the Final Four. No one else's team is in the Final Four. No, they're not. I'm living my best life right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we had you on that large bid as our resident Michigan State fan. Um, you get to have this moment for the first time since 2015. Um, if you've been listening to that large bid all year, we've gone back and forth on Iso Magic is back. Izzo Magic's gone. Izzo Magic is back. Izzo Magic's gone. It's fair to say now Izzo Magic is here and present, right? It is back. Mr. March is in the Final Four where he belongs, playing games in April, which we love to see out of Mr. March. I just couldn't be happier about the whole thing. And we did it by beating the most hyped college basketball team and player in a decade or plus. So, man. Yeah, it was awesome, man. I think... Um... This was such a trying year for them. And I, I honestly, I've heard a lot of people say this is Tom Izzo's best coaching job he's ever done. I honestly agree with that in the sake of how many injuries they went with. Nick Ward's playing hurt right now with a bad hand, and they're still winning. Um, the guys who haven't really giving him a lot throughout the, throughout the season are really stepping up big these past few rounds in the tournament. Um, you know, I think it's fair to say this if this isn't his best work, this is up there in his top three. Yeah, so I think that last year was by far his worst coaching year. Yes. Um, last year he only used uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. about 19 minutes a game. Uh, we saw pretty early, and Jaron Jackson had a limited NBA uh, rookie season, but we saw pretty early on, especially in the summer league and in the NBA, that Jaron Jackson is something special as a two-way player and then we've seen right away that miles bridges is extremely explosive and they had cassius winston and nick ward last year and they had josh langford so this whole thing uh you know they had xavier they had this whole team matt mcquade had everyone and for them to uh, to get bounced so early you know the first weekend again 
last year was by far his worst coaching. And this year they lose Josh Langford to a really weird injury. I know you, I've listened to you guys when you guys talked about it on, on at large bid. And it was just really weird. They would ask Izzo in press conferences, what's going on with him. And he's like, Oh, he's fine, but he might not be fine, but we think he's probably maybe okay. And no one really knew what was going on. And all of a sudden, you know, Josh Langford misses uh, most of the season, plays 13 games, and uh, the team kind of has to rally around. So, um, yeah, it's just it's it just a really awesome job by Izzo this year, especially. And it felt kind of much needed after the last few. You know, I, I I was doubting him a bit. I'll say that. So, I don't think there's many better coaches out there to go replace him. But it makes you start to think, all right, if we can't get out of the first weekend with these talented teams, you know, what are we going to do? So um, it was nice to have that reassurance that we do have one of the best coaches in the country. Oh, absolutely, man. I think uh, you saw that in the Michigan State game where guys like Gabe Brown, who I think at one point I text you, he's my new favorite college basketball <laughs> player because he was going nuts for a bit there. <laughs> and, of course, he has no points in the Duke game. So you're starting to see he's kind of like, Accordioning his bench, his bench is like he's stretching it at points, and then when he needs to, he crunches it back down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you saw that a lot in the Duke game, but you know, starting in that LSU game, I thought LSU was super athletic. I had picked Michigan State to win, but I thought LSU would give them more trouble than they did with having guys like Nas Reed have you know, and the players they have. And I was like, you know, that's going to be the thing that gives Michigan State the most fits is their athleticism. But at times in that game, it looked like Michigan State was the more athletic team on the floor. They obviously were the more prepared team, and I think that this has just kind of been this awesome run, and this weekend, they were just outstanding in both games. I know they only they beat Duke close, but man, it was a great game, and I know you were stoked. So, you know, after, what point did you, did you, did you feel comfortable when these regions came out? No, no, you didn't. No, no, you text didn't. me, your exact, your exact text to me was, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's all it said. I think that was my exact text, and I would stand by that. Yes, um, I, I just, I, I didn't feel good about it, and I will say I fill out a bracket every year, okay, and mm-hmm. every year I pick Michigan State to win it, okay, and and normally I think that they have a legit shot at going to the Final Four, at least the Elite Eight every year, sure, right, and so really picking them to win a national title every year isn't crazy. Right, I figure I'll lose the last round or two. It doesn't really matter. It's not like I'm going to pick the national title winner, anyways. Whatever. So I always pick Michigan State. This year I picked the Duke to beat Michigan State, of course. <laughs> but I just didn't. I didn't see it, man. I didn't see it. We. I didn't feel like they had uh, the top end talent, I guess. And uh, you know, I thought Duke was literally that good. And um, yeah, man, it was an extremely tough bracket. We had to play. Uh, just a ton of a ton of tough yeah. teams. So LSU was was great. Um, you know they they were I thought one of the tougher three seeds. Um, so yeah, really t- just tough in general. And uh, I think we kind of proved we should have been a one seed. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Especially, um, you know the way Gonzaga played in the Texas Tech game, which really they played really well. Um, but. Texas Tech was just better, which I loved, yeah. as you know. So, I have no shame in admitting that. So going back and doing some revisionist history here, would you do you still think Virginia should have been a one seed? Yes. Really? I do, man. I struggle I think, with that one, man. 
I I mean, if I was going to bump any of them, I've read revisionist history. It'd be North Carolina. Okay. Um, I think, but that's not just saying because Carolina lost by any means, but I think, you know, when you look at the body of work, the teams they beat, winning your conference championship, I thought State had a really good case against them. Um, obviously, anytime I can say that I would put someone over Gonzaga, I have no issues with that, as you know. That's that's my favorite running bit on this show, for sure, <laughs> is uh, the Gonzaga hate. The occasional, like, Buffalo hate, or, you know, like a Nevada hate or something like that gets tossed in there as well, but... Well, um, Nate Oates isn't at Buffalo anymore, so they're, you know, they're done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I really do love the Gonzaga hate. I think it's a... It's a great bit that you guys are fully committed to. Yes, it's it, absolutely. So let's talk about Cassius Winston, man. Um, we've talked and you know not on air about him many of times. I think our talks about him not on air are probably as good as our talks about him on air. Yeah. But um, obviously, kind of the motor that has this team going when all these guys go down that they've all these injuries they've had. He's been the constant. Um, he's been you know maybe the fourth best point guard in the country behind like John Moran, Carson Edwards, Schmore, you know, man, I, I, no, I'd probably put him as the third best point guard in the country right now. As far as the, like the, the dude from Vanderbilt, is he up there? Garland? Yeah. He didn't play enough games. Yeah. Um, but Winston was really taking the ball and ran. Um, I know Carson Edwards was obviously outstanding in this tournament. Um, yeah. but you know, he's going to get all tournament team and he played four games. Um, so, what do you when you look at Cassius and you've seen everything he's done this year from where he's come in this program? What do you think when you see when you when you see where he's at now, knowing you have another year with him? Yeah, um, he's not he's not like this crazy NBA talent by any means, right? He's six one, like one hundred and eighty pounds. When you see him on the floor, he doesn't look like his game's really going to translate to the NBA, uh, but. In college, he's incredible, and and that happens. There's you know the Devonte Grams of the world. Who's the guy for North Carolina two years ago? Uh, Joe uh, Barry. Joe Barry, right? Like, yeah. There, there's those players, and that's fine for those players to be excellent in college and lead their team um, deep in the tournament and not go to the NBA. So I don't know if he'll be an NBA talent, but he's still an excellent point guard. Like you said, one of the best in the country. Um, if not the best, I'll probably give it to John Morant, but the, the teams that Cassius Winston played against, he was shooting over 40% from three this year, um, almost 85% from the line. I mean, this guy, this guy's definitely money. Headband power. I understand why parents named him Cash. He's, yes. he's money, man. Um, just Mr. Dependable. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I've never, I guess maybe Denzel maybe Denzel Valentine, but I, I just can't really remember a player where like he, you're like, Oh, well we're going to be good because we have this player. Right. right. With miles bridges. You're like, Oh, he's talented, but I, he wasn't necessarily Mr. Dependable. Same with Jared Jackson. Um, but Cassius Winston's just so big time. And um, the way that Izzo uses all of his players, I, I think it's just genius. So if I had told you the ra- the day before the Duke game, that Matt McQuaid is going to dunk on Zion Williamson, what would you have told me? <laughs> that it's just some, like, drunk Michigan State fever dream <laughs> or something <laughs> like that that, it, that you would hear at a party uh, in East Lansing while they're burning a couch or something. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem possible. He's been he's honestly been probably my second favorite player on the team. Yeah. Um, he's really fun. 
He's really, really fun to watch. Yeah, he's he's been really awesome for that team. You know, he's another guy that really stepped up and really took over that role when like Tillman went down and guys like that. Um, so have you had a chance to kind of watch a little bit of Texas Tech who they'll be playing Saturday? Yeah, I've had a little bit. Um, athletic team, really good defensively. It seems like their whole team is just like athletic slashers. And I, I don't, I don't know if I. That's accurate. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I don't love, but I, I mean, I also think that that was kind of Duke was kind of not. There weren't three point shooting team. They were just kind of the athletic, skilled. Um, drive to the basket kind of team, you know. What Duke I mean? wasn't a good team. They had three guys. No, they're <laughs> not good. At, not good at basketball. Their their players are just good at basketball. So right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. We're definitely more athletic or more uh, big. We're definitely just kind of the big, bruising, smart guys. Um. So we could shoot really, really well. Um. Like surprisingly well we shoot we shoot 38 percent as a team uh winston shoots over 40 percent from three um mcquade shoots 42 percent uh you know we got some we got some definite shooters on the team uh mix that with some big guys that you can really trust down low you know i, I really like it so yeah I, I really i mean i really like this team a lot too um you know obviously like you said earlier, losing Joshua Langford, that sucks so much for them. Definitely Kenny, sucks. Yeah, Kenny Golan's kind of go, being out for a little while. And Kyle uh, Earns. Yeah. And they've still managed to do this. And still, you know, it's not even the fact in the Final Four. It's, okay, they beat Michigan t- three times. It's, you know, the really the only team in the Big Ten that really gave them major trouble is Indiana, which was probably just a matchup thing. Or, you know, maybe Cassius Winston slipped out of banana peel that game. I, I haven't figured that out yet. but Yeah. Yeah, but but like you said, Langford played 29 minutes a game. Kyle Earns played 19 minutes a game. Those are like that's huge for a team yeah. that, that doesn't have that top tier talent like we were saying. It's it's really just kind of a collection of smart um veterans, you know? So really they rely on being smart, being deep and and yeah, that's it. And uh to lose two guys like that, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. So Let's kind of talk a little bit about the Duke game. I know we were kind of texting a little bit because you were at a wedding, but yeah, you were me, keeping up with it. Let me tell you my situation. So um, this this is like uh, this is probably the most I've ever been into basketball this year, and and I've really been trying to keep up with college basketball. And listening to at large bids been a been a great way to help me. And uh, so I started off the year. I went to the Champions Classic because I was so excited. I had to see Zion Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my wife's team is UK. Let's go see them. My team is Michigan State. Let's see them. And, of course, Kansas was the number one team in the country. So go to the Champions Classic. I get to see Zion in person. It's a dream come true. I get to see Michigan State. Awesome. Fast forward to Saturday, okay? I tell my wife, man, can't wait for this matchup. It's uh, Zion versus my favorite team in my favorite sport for a chance to go to, you know, the Final Four. What could be better? It's a five oh five tip, and she goes, "Oh yeah, by the way, remember it's my friend's wedding tomorrow at five. <sighs> Listen, I love Nathan, and I'm congrats to him and his wife. I'm really glad they got married. Awesome wedding, had a great time. But. I said to I said to my wife, I said, whatever fight we gotta get in, 
Let's just let's just do it. Whatever whatever the punishment is, whatever fight we got to get into, let's do this now. So, uh, of course, I lost that that argument, lost that battle. Uh, ended up going to the wedding. So I was streaming the the game from my phone at the wedding. I I felt kind of bad, but was able to engage with people and have a good time. But I, I had to watch it all on my phone. Luckily, most of the people were UK fans, so they were all rooting against Duke. So right. It was, so it was kind of a communal thing anyway. So it was all in good fun. Um, but, yeah, I, I watched it from my uh, from my iPhone at the wedding. When R.J. Barrett missed that free throw, were you kind of like, oh, my God? <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely, definitely made me super nervous. And you're like, uh, at this point, I th- I'd just rather you hit it, like – or just yeah, you don't want you don't want them to have a possession where Zion gets the ball because uh, you saw what happened last last game where Zion yeah. would just barrel at you and draw a foul and you know he's likely to get three points that way. So yeah, yeah. not to mention the play that the inbound play that ran to end the game was beautiful. It was Winston it was, like faking left and going right. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, you saw Tillman kind of take over uh the inbounds responsibilities i think originally it was supposed to be goings passing it in but tillman said no i got it which is awesome you love to see you know your veterans your guys that have been there for years take uh, ownership of it and so tillman in- inbounds it um gets it to cash who gets it back to tillman cash just runs like this uh kind of like a pick i mean he's not really setting a screen or anything like that but just kind of getting in the way of someone and uh, frees up our man Goins and and drains it. We're up two, and the rest is history. So It was awesome, man. I was so stoked for you. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously. It was, it was nuts, man. I, uh, <laughs> I still – man, it it took me a minute to really, really comprehend that we beat, that we beat Duke. And it was funny. You'd, you'd see at all the tables um, – you could see everyone got the alert, you know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> just across this whole room, everyone's kind of going crazy that, that Duke lost. Yeah, I still don't understand that Duke, Kentucky hates Duke because of one shot 27 years ago. But whatever, you know, it's a good moment for you. So Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more of, like, competition in the, uh, in the macro sense of, like, we're the best uh, program of all time kind of thing. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, but... They're not the best program of all time because Michigan State is, and they're in the final <laughs> four, and that's all that matters. No, but I, I saw a stat that was like, oh gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, and I don't even know who to credit from Twitter, so I'm sorry. It's not my it's not my information though. It was like since nineteen, oh gosh, since like nineteen ninety nine, I think it was. Yeah. If you assume uh, everyone stays four years, right? Then twenty three out of the twenty four recruiting classes. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, would have made it to the final four. That's nuts. So basically, if you stay four years at Michigan State, you're gonna go to a final four. Yep, that's crazy. Yeah, that's and, true. Because the last one was fifteen. Yeah. And not not eleven, but uh, what ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because fifteen they lost to Duke this year. They win. They beat Duke. Coincidence? Yeah. I think not. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you just look at that team, and it's it's just guys that want to come back and play for Izzo, which is which is awesome. I don't, I think that I think that we give a lot of coaches a lot of ta- a lot of uh, credit for recruiting, but we don't give a ton of credit for retention. And uh, I'm saying this as a biased Michigan State fan, of course, but 
you know, if you're excellent at recruiting, that that's part of what makes you a great coach. You look at Cal, he's excellent at being a coach and running a program because of his recruiting. You look at Izzo, he's excellent at being a coach because he's a great coach X's and O's wise, but he also retains people like no other program or no other top program, at least in the country. Yeah. Did you think when this team lost to Illinois that they would potentially still be playing for a Final Four? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I legitimately picked Duke to win, man. I I, <laughs> I I legitimately didn't see it coming, so I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, I my my thoughts changed on Duke. Uh, I was staying I was staying at a hotel in Virginia during that Duke Louisville game, mm-hmm. and I was watching the game uh, with my wife and whatever Louisville was up like uh, you know 200 points and they end up blowing the lead and the whole time my wife's like Duke's gonna win this one and I'm like all right no they're not gonna actually blow a 25 point lead or whatever it was and when Duke actually made the comeback I was like all right this team just doesn't lose so uh from that point on I I kind of was sticking with Duke and I I was all in on the Zion experience I really did want to see Zion in the final four but I would have loved to see him in the other side of the bracket. You know what I mean? So, sure. So that's what has to happen. It, I don't have the numbers, but Izzo's head-to-head against uh, Coach K is horrible. It's horrible, man. Yeah, I think it's not. Yeah, it's not very good. You're correct. I'll have to find that at some point. Yeah. All right, man. So we know Saturday it's Texas Tech. It is the second game of the doubleheader as Virginia Auburn get the first game this year. So you guys are the main event and the final four that really barely anyone had. Do you see it was like of 17 million brackets on ESPN? Less than 8,000 had this final four. Damn. My, Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. My, This is how crazy the, uh, the Elite Eight was, man. I had seven of the Elite Eight right, okay? Mm-hmm. Seven for eight. I'm 0 for four in the final four crazy right it's insane you're like oh i yeah i can kind of see these teams getting to the elite eight and then the teams that came out of the elite eight it was really a shocker that was the best round so far by far and uh just really really unpredictable there yeah so going into the game against texas tech ken palm has michigan state as the number five adjusted offense and the number eight adjusted defense pretty solid obviously yeah um still feel like they turned the ball over a little too much which i tend to agree with don't get enough steals on the other end as well 212th in the country in steals yowza but it does come down to this kyle ken palm who i trust very much as you know has michigan state winning this game right now the score of 67 to 66 there it is speak it do you feel do you feel comfortable with that is that how you feel the game's gonna go give me michigan state give me the spartans go green i'm i'm taking michigan state all the way right now um I like it. I I like any of their players better. You know, I I like Cassius Winston more than anyone else left in the tournament. I was a huge DeAndre Hunter fan. I'm kind of off that train right now, at least for the next two games. He was <laughs> he was a no show as far as I'm concerned. Um, Jarrett Culver. I'm starting to believe this man is actually six four. I'm I'm over the theories that he's six eight, at least for the next two games. So, um, Michigan State, Cassius Winston. We're gonna be cutting the nets down. Go Green. Well, Kyle, as you know, anytime I predict something on this show, something bad happens, so I will keep my mouth shut. <laughs> please, please. All right, yes. so I just looked it up. Uh, CBS Sports, um, they seem credible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, says Tom Izzo is 1-11 against 
Coach K. Counting yesterday? Uh, I guess that makes two and two and eleven. Oh, still, it's pretty rough. One and eleven. Not good. One and eleven going into the game. Um, hate to see it. Yeah. Oof. Right. For sure. And uh, Coach K was was three three and one against Izzo in the tournament. So yeah, he's like Tom's here. I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, buddy, I'm super stoked for you and the Spartans. I really Thanks, hope you man. get to enjoy this and take it in and hopefully get to see another one shining moment for yourself, man. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for giving me a little bit of your time to do that large bid this week. And I guess, uh, I guess you'll be on that large bid next week, right? I will. I will. I'm, I'm back to back. It's a repeat. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I can't wait to talk about how Michigan state won, how great we looked, everything like that. I told so. you when I, when, uh, when you said, Hey, you want to come on? I was like, of course I do. But I had one stipulation. I said, I need, I needed as much Michigan State uh, fight song music as we could legally play on this podcast. So um, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to play any, but if we are, we're going to play it at the end of this. So yeah, right on. Awesome, man. Well, hey, good luck. I hope you have a good time. And uh, hopefully you get to see what you want, man. So appreciate everything. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me on.